Welcome to Hot Breath Comedy Fam. On Monday, May 13th, I am teaching a clean comedy workshop. The last four I have taught sold out very quickly, so if you wanna learn about clean comedy, the business side, where the line is, how to write clean comedy, go to the link in the description of this episode, and we'll see you there. What's goody, Hot Breathiverse? Today's episode is with hot brethren Adam Mueller, fresh off releasing his own self-produced YouTube special. We're going head first into all the lessons he learned the hard way so you don't have to when you produce your own comedy special. This interview was part of our joke feedback hour. We live stream every Tuesday on our YouTube channel. So go into the description of this episode to join our email list and get updated whenever we go live. And now there is only one thing left to do. And that is inhale a hot breath with Adam Mueller. So, yeah, so we're available for bookings, anyone listening to this. That's really what this is. We want to make comedians super dope so then they book us on their super dope shows. That's basically what we're doing here. So... But you, you've really done what like this like new wave of comedy is where you like you self-produce a comedy special and you put it on YouTube. So like what is what what has this experience been like for you? Because we're all seeing these comedians do this, but what's yeah. what's it like behind behind the scenes to do that whole thing? Um I mean first of all, like it was it was very fun. Like there was there's you know it's stressful, I guess, a little bit, but um it, it's if you think, I think if you think about it the right way, it's not as stressful as you think it might be only because you don't have to do anything with it. Right. Like, you know, you can, you, 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 you put a, a, you put a stake in the ground and you say like, you know, June 2nd, I'm doing a show. I'm going to do an hour. I'm going to bring in a video crew and, and make sure we capture the audio and capture the video. And then if, if it goes terribly, you're going to end up with some weird Instagram clips and maybe that's it. <laughs> And if it goes really well, you then you have something and and decide what you want to do with it and how much of it you want to put out. Um, and if you know you don't you don't have to. But I think in my case, you know, it went really well. We were able to to we only took three or four minutes out, and um, frankly, a bunch of what we took out was just uh, there's like three minutes near the at the beginning about like of like kind of COVID jokes. And as I was reviewing the final edit and just thinking about where the world was, I was like, no one wants to hear this anymore. Mm. Um, and I don't want to open with stuff that makes this feel like dated because someone might turn it off. So let's just cut that out. Um, and, uh, and then the rest is kind of is what it is. And then we had to, we had to cut a little bit in the middle cause uh, a woman got mad and, and left. What? Kerfuffle. Um, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm very, I'm a very controversial, uh, those Canadian jokes really get under very divisive. Yeah, yes. very divisive. Yeah. Now she got, uh, she got upset. Had to be escorted out. It was great. I actually kind of liked it, but um, we took it out. <laughs> and that's on camera, though. Um, we don't. I mean, you can hear. You can certainly hear her on the audio. Oh. But uh, and I noticed something was going on. I made a little joke about it, which I thought I wanted to keep it in because I thought the riff was funny. But the uh, the guy that was editing it was like, "Yeah, just take that out. You don't want that in. You can always <laughs> post it on. Inst you can always post it later, separately." Um, and uh, and I did it kind of I did it I did it uh, inexpensively in that I I knew I had some I know some comedians that also kind of have a production company 
and uh, they were willing to kind of bring their nice camera in and film. And then the club I was at has a really nice house camera that I kind of taught myself how to use. And then I, mm. uh, instead of paying to bring in a crew, I paid to buy a third camera that's a nice camera that I can now carry around and use when, you know, for all of my sets. And that was yeah. kind of, those were the three main cameras. And then I just scrounged around and got three or four other little cameras and just put them places just in case they captured something. And we ended up using footage from some of them. And then, uh, you know, and then you plug into the soundboard, you get the audio, you put a bunch of zoom mics in the room or zoom recorders. And, uh, and if you get those in the hands of a, a good, you know, editor and a good, uh, sound engineer, they can, uh, they can work their magic and it'll sound and look great. So um, how many cameras did you use? And did you add right. any other elements? Like, did you add any like lighting or anything like production wise? So tell us sort right. of just outside of the camera work, what yeah, yeah. else did you make it pop? So I can tell you, I'll tell you exactly what I did. And then I'll tell you what I would do if I was doing it again, uh, which mm. would be slightly different. But so I had the three really good, you know, 4K cameras to uh, for, for for people that, that care. Two of them were Blackmagic uh, cameras and one was a, a Sony a7 IV. And those were like the three main shots that you shot in like raw S-log footage that they could color correct and do all their magic on in post-production. And then I had um, another Sony camera, a Lumix camera, um, just put in the room at like strange angles. And then I put, I hung a GoPro, I hit a GoPro on the stage looking at the crowd and um, and turned that on. And you could see there's, there's some crowd shots from that that worked out pretty well. Um, awesome. And I didn't know if that would be be usable at all. And it turned out it was. So that, that was the kind of the cameras. And then we put, um, I mean, every camera had uh, some sort of uh, shotgun mic or other audio capture and you know associated with it but then we had two zoom recorders in the room in different mm -hmm. spots um and then the club has one audience mic just in the like in the ceiling just hanging down um and really to what it, we, we got really lucky in that a lot of the a lot of the audio didn't work very well like a lot of it peaked or had issues but one of the zoom recorders got it and all we needed was that one zoom recorder and the the mics feed from the soundboard and that and it worked we but it was that close to having nothing you know yeah it's um, like backup on backup on backup on backup yeah. on backup on backup <laughs> yeah that's legit and the biggest thing i would do if i did and we did not do any extra lighting mm. like we just went with the club's lighting um one thing if i if i did it again i i do think um the the, the guy that edited it and directed it would have also been willing to film it and I think if I did it again, I'd love, I'd just get, I'd have him do it all, which would cost me more. Um, and I also think you can't have enough zoom recorders or other, you can't have enough audio capture in the room. Mm. I would, I would triple the number of audio, digital audio recorders in the room if I did it again, just because you never know. And if you, um, you never know what's going to work, what's not going to work. And I've learned a little bit more about the settings they should be on, et cetera, so that they don't peak. And so that you make sure you get usable audio. Yeah. Because um, that, that's the big, yeah. You're a master class on how to record a YouTube special. Nice, dude. Mm. And you got to know, you got to know where the speakers are in the room. Mm. And you've got to point the audio kind of mics so that to try to minimize the amount of the speaker they're getting. 
Uh, right? Be because if they capture you at the mic too loud, when you try to layer that with the mic feed, it can be, it can sound sort of hollow and you get sure. like an echo or a tinny thing. Um, I mean, in an ideal world, you'd just have you on the mic and you'd have the audience and that'd be it. Like, to, but you can't because obviously they have to hear you. Like there's a, you know, but if you, if you put a shotgun mic, like if, if a speaker's pointing this way, you put, I got to figure out, you put the shotgun mic like right beside it, pointing the same way. So that the, so you don't want the shotgun mic pointing at the speaker, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, oh, that's super. So smart. kind of, so things like that and just understanding the room that you're recording in will help you. And I'm sure, look, there's audio engineers that are probably like, duh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I didn't know. I didn't. I, I didn't thought about any of that. Uh, sure. And also, don't put a don't put a Zoom recorder near the air conditioner. We learned that one the hard way. <laughs> you, fucking, you can't get rid of that hum when the air conditioner turns on. Dang. We taped it. You know, we did it in June, so the uh, air conditioners are on the whole uh, the whole show. So things like that. Yeah, that's funny. Unless you wanted yeah. to do a that sounded like Darth Vader or something. Just yeah. Uh, <laughs> and turn off the frozen margarita machine that's another tip hilarious oh my <laughs> that'll that'll mess with the uh sound a little bit that's which they did by the way we did no problems with the margarita machine they were like they, they uh they even unplugged there's a bar in the room where i did it in the club like there's the there's and they unplugged all the refrigerators and everything for the Whoa. like for my set so that there was no you know we'd really tried oh. to minimize it the air the air conditioner was really the only issue yeah and we stupidly had one of our zoom recorders like right in front of the air conditioner for some reason and uh and that one was useless but yeah how did what you how did you pick the venue or i'm sorry yoshi uh, yeah oh, that, that's a good question that was a good question it's mine was related to exactly that yeah so i picked the venue was um uh i um they were they were a venue that was willing to give me a thursday and some uh -huh. of the clubs and some of the clubs like i might have had a chance to record there but i would have had a sunday or a monday kind of a thing right they give you an off night um which makes sense but at, at uh, west side was willing to give me a thursday like eight o'clock kind of show and I, I if i looked at the prior couple months i knew they were getting like 40 to 50 people for their thursday show anyway the club seats about like say a hundred. So I was like, Oh, so if I get 50 that w and they get their regular Thursday night crowd, I just sold the room out. Mm. Whereas if I do a Monday somewhere, I got to get all hundred myself. You know what I mean? So, um, and a Thursday night's a good, it's a good comedy night. Um, it's not a, like in New York, a lot of people leave on the weekends in June. So Friday's tough. Um, for people that I know that I would want, you know, that you want to come like, support and stuff so thursday was per thursday eight o'clock was perfect the downside was i only did one show so it had to all go perfectly mm. yeah so oh, the, wow. the two things i would love if i did it again would be to have two shows and to have someone else like i was literally playing with cameras 45 seconds before i went on stage it would be nice to just be sitting in a green room looking at your notes and then get to go on instead of having to worry about all the other stuff Oh, dude, when when I filmed mine, the camera on stage wasn't um, set up yet. So mm. we we did this whole intro. I go out there. It's the big hero welcoming. And then that camera wasn't set up yet. And we had to reset the entire thing. 
And we had to act like that didn't happen. Uh, you included some of that footage, right? I, I left. Remember. I left that footage in, yeah. and yeah. Um, I, I like forgot that. my jokes at one time because I did it all on one take. I mean, I did it Dude, all oh, like yeah. one taping as well. And yeah. in hindsight, I filmed it without really having done that many forty-five minute sets. So it's like there yeah. were so many things going on there that in hindsight yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, this would have been better. That could have done that. But I think just climbing that mountain. And just doing it, I think, is a big yeah. thing and a milestone for every comic, getting it done. And yeah. if it doesn't turn out great, then like you said, you know, you have some yeah. clips, and you don't have to release it as a special. Well, I remember when someone asked me after, they're like, hey, Adam, was that the first time you'd done that hour? And I was like, that was the first time I did an hour. <laughs> <laughs> like that hour? What are you talking about? That hour? Yeah. That's, that I mean, was constructed in five-minute increments at open mics. That's how that was built. Like that, like, no one gets to practice an hour. It's not like there's an open mic where someone's like, "Hey, you right. want to practice your hour here?" You're really only yeah, able no. to practice, like bits of it. So I remember when I was, uh, I wasn't filming, but I wanted to practice an hour because I was doing an hour, and I would just do 15-minute bits hmm. at whatever spots that I could get but never that same 15. So I would right. just do different parts of it just to get the hour, but no one gives you the hour. So for about awesome. two months, for about two months leading up to it, obviously I'm working on the jokes at every show I'm at and I'm, you know, I'm slipping in different pieces and chunks and, and I'm getting five minute sets and occasional 15 minute set or whatever. But every day I would, I have a mic and a mic stand at home. Right. And I would just go, I would turn on a mm -hmm. stopwatch. I'd go to the mic and I would do the hour to a wall every day. And it after a cut doing that a couple of times, you want to poke your eyes out. It's horrible. But <laughs> you just it starts you start getting it in your head. And you start every time you realize like, oh, that that order's wrong. It just feels wrong. I'm gonna do it in this other order. Like and and I was like, that's the only thing I can do because I'm not I'm not on the road headlining every weekend, just running my hour. I don't have that luxury. And I want to do as I want it to be as good as it can be. So that's the, you know, that was the solution. Months? For a couple months. Wow. So every once in a while I take like a day off, but like it's yeah. brutal. Yeah. How long you been that's doing not... comedy? Even the walls started booing. Um no! I, uh... that was your neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> We've heard that one, Adam. <laughs> I'm not, I'm like, uh, I'm closing in on six years. Closing in on six years. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. And someone asked, um, and we'll, we'll get to y'all's jokes. We appreciate y'all, um, uh, hanging out with us and posting jokes. We'll definitely share some feedback, but we have, we have Adam here, uh, who just posted his YouTube special not long ago. So we wanted to been meaning to have him on. And we said, but if we're going to bring on guests, Adam has to be the first one. And of course, now that he's here, the sound effects aren't working yeah. to do his sound effect, but we'll be sure to bring that back next week. Um, I had to be first so you could establish a low bar. I get it. And then you can <laughs> just build from there. Yeah. We actually promoted this one. So yeah. like, the, so your, your special, you released it about four months ago. Like, yeah. Where did you, at what point did you start seeing traction and what did you do from a promotion perspective to get people to watch yeah. it? Oh, it's a great question. Boom. Um, so I, I, uh, 
I I emailed everyone that I have an email address for to just let them know that it existed. So that was one thing. <laughs> and then the yeah. club, the club where I did it at Westside, um, and they, if they watch this, they're going to learn about this for the first time. But uh, they have about 15, 20,000 Instagram followers. So every day for a month, I would, um, I would DM one by one every single person that follows the club. <laughs> and, I would, and I had this like, little script like, hey, I see you're a fan of Westside Comedy Club. Uh, I filmed my hour there on, on June 2nd. It's on YouTube for free. Uh, give it a watch. Here's the link. Um, thanks so much for supporting comedy, you know, and I, and I sent that to 20,000 people or something. I don't know. Like it was, I would just sit there. So savage and just amazing. That's here's the thing. I'm a marketing guy that takes the cake on. That's like the best one on one, like direct to consumer marketing that you can do. It's, it's very old school Mm. gorilla. Um, no one complained. I never, I, there was not a single re- uh, reply that was like, why'd I get this? Um, yeah. I, I tried to skip comics that I know because that seemed mm-hmm. like, um, yeah. also because if I know them, one, if I know them, I've probably already reached out in some other way. And um, also, I think like you get this knock on effect because if I do that and, and a bunch of people start watching it, then the algorithm picks up that there's people watching it and starts showing it to more people and the whole thing, you know, goes from there. Um, and then, you know, there was some, there's some, some comics, you know, people are pretty supportive of stuff like that. So there's people, you know, when I would, uh, for the first month or so, I'd, I made sure every day, like, you know, a, a, what an Instagram story lasts 24 hours, right? So I'd always make sure there was a story with a link to it and certain comics would share that, which was always nice. And, you know, you get it out there that way. And I think my parents were kind of constantly had it running at their house. Like when, as soon as it finished, they just started it again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they're probably still doing it. If I called them now, I'd probably hear it in the background, you know, which is That great. is um, hilarious. So that's fun. He's yeah. got 16 tabs open, all to the special, yeah. all just on refresh. Yeah. <laughs> and it's wild how like once it, like it took, you know, it sort of built slowly for a few days and then it just sort of took off. Um, and for a month there, you know, thousands of people are watching it every day, which is wild. And uh, and it's actually picked, I mean, and then it drifted down over time and like, and then it's actually picked up again in the last like week or so. Where it's hot sort of like a hundred or something people. Yeah, there you go, the hot breath bump. We'll see what happens tomorrow. <laughs> we'll see what's it's gonna be. It's gonna hit a million tomorrow. Um, yes, sir. Yeah, I posted a link to it also in the live oh, chat. Oh, thank you. Thank for, you. Uh, and, to uh, watch it and share it. We're all about comics helping comics here, so share it. Yeah, you don't even have to just turn it on. I don't care if you pay attention. <laughs> Good point. Just turn have it on. You, but um, um, yeah. Some but, 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 someone asked. Uh, Jody asked, um, "How much did it cost? Are you comfortable saying?" Oh, that? it's. Yeah, it's a good question, Jody. I'm com- I'm comfortable tell- part of it. Like I, the filming, like cost probably like twenty five hundred bucks or something. But that's because I bought the camera. Like um, some of the, the people that were there helping me with the other cameras and stuff were generous, generously, basically donated their time and and equipment. Um, and now I owe them favors. But uh, and then it costs a little bit. Uh, I'm not I'm not supposed to say what the director charged me because. Uh, 
he yeah. cut me, I think he gave me a good deal because I, I love, I love, I caught him in a down, you know, it directing these specials. Yeah. I just caught yeah. Like it was interesting because I'd already set up who was going to come and film it and stuff. And then uh, Jason Katz, who's the director and editor and, and colorist, um, just DM'd me and said, hey, I saw you're promoting, you're, you're doing this thing. Um, and he kind of sent me his resume for the specials that he's directed. And I was just like blown away because I was like, I, I, even if I knew, even if I had your contact info and knew you, I wouldn't have been comfortable asking given who you've directed specials for. Like he did, like he's done, like worked for like Joe List and Mark Norman and Sam Morrill. It's like Sam Morrill, yeah. And and he just had a couple months where I think it was just a, you know, there's this sort of ebb and flow of when people are filming stuff. And he, um, and I and he he because I already like had all the filming set up. What I should, in hindsight, I should have told everyone not to bother coming and just had him do the whole thing. But I didn't want to turn, you know, I'd already said so. I so he agreed to just take all the raw footage after the fact, and. uh which makes his job even harder because he wasn't in control of the filming and he still did like an amazing job. Um, yeah. And I don't think I'll, I'm guessing if I do another one, he'll, he'll probably be far too busy to, uh, to do my next one because, um, he's that good, but, uh, but you may be that big at him. Well, we'll see. Hats off to Jason Katz though. And, and, uh, I owe him a lot. That's awesome. Um, dude. Yeah. Is there a tapping? Are you That's typing? Probably me. Oh, is that you? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, so in the... Okay, cool. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, that's dope that uh, Jason's willing to do that. That's very cool. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, collaborations. All these self-produced comedy specials end up being like such like a collaboration of some degree. I mean, like the guy that directed mine was a fan of the podcast. Oh, awesome. And... um I was like, just talking about wanting to do an album. And he's like, I could help you film a special. So then like, and then my friend in LA who's in the film business, uh -huh. uh, he flew in to man one of the cameras as well. Oh, wow. Um, so it was just like, it takes a village to do these things. Like you don't need to have this huge setup or whatnot. You can really put something together that's really high quality. And your special, yeah. I mean, your special looks amazing. You know, there are some out there that are like, yeah. But your special like has that professional polish. That, like if a booker sees it, they're gonna be like, "Oh, okay." He like, yeah. he looks professional. He looks like someone we would actually want to pay to perform. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I was very happy with the way it looked, and it was a lot. It was a lot of fun. Um, definitely gets you like amped up to just start writing to because you because you want to do it again. Yep, for sure. And what oh. um. Idiot on the comedy circuit asked, what was an unexpected obstacle you ran into? Oh, um, well, someone told me they're like a week before they're like, Adam, just write down a list of all the things that could go wrong and assume that they all do. And, um, mm. like, um, the guy who was one of the guys who's doing the sound, uh, for whatever, like the one, the way that you would connect a, a digital recorder to this particular soundboard was like the only connection connect cable he didn't have, you know? Um, so there was that, that when you need, and uh, just out of, uh, because out of an abundance of caution, I'd gone, I'd done some spots at the club the month leading up to it and had, uh, had brought my own, like, I'd, and for some reason, I, I don't know if I, I subconsciously anticipated it, 
And I'd looked at the soundboard and I'd gone on Amazon and I'd ordered every possible cable and I just had them in my bag. So I was whipped. I'm like, this will, so I did it. That's one of the things I was doing right before I went on stage, you know? Yeah. Um, thank God. Cause there was not enough time to like go to Best Buy For at that sure. point. Um, so that was one, the, um, the woman getting thrown out, I guess, but that's during the show that's I'm on stage, like whatever. Um, yeah. Were you more, but, and, then, and then all the problems with the sound, like I never thought about air conditioning. Like we, you know, yeah, we got lucky that we got lucky with the sound that could have been really bad. With the people in the audience, did you like the mix of your people and then people that's never seen you before? Or would you change that? Like what, I guess, what would you do differently? Or did you like that mix of kind of 50-50 yeah. of your people and then sort of people that you brought into the show? Yeah, it worked great. Cause I would say maybe it was like 25% were people that knew me, but a lot yeah. of them brought people with them, mm. right? So I think that was great. Cause there was, at least 75% of the room had not heard any of the material before. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And when I was on stage and I look at the front row, which, and you see some of it from the, in the special, when you, you know, um, you see some of the front row and we show the, uh, the audience view, I didn't know any of those people. So <laughs> also the way people were sat, which was not something that I had uh, asked to be done that way, but making sure that the front row or even the front two rows isn't the people I know was really good. Like, I don't want to see the faces of, of the people, you know, the people I know. I want them in the back laughing and letting all that laugh come forward. And, you know, so that so the way they were sat worked out really well as well, which that's just and that was just luck. Um, that's cool, though. But yeah, so it was a good it was a good mix that way. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, the risk, of course, is that like if the people you don't know might not like your comedy. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that's the problem with yeah yeah mine everyone was, was everyone yeah mine was all juiced i think my, i knew basically everyone i think a few okay a few family a few friends of family or like like people i didn't know but like knew someone else going a few yeah. of them came but mine was basically and this was a small black box theater it was the First place I ever headlined, like three oh, years cool. into my career, when you're like, what am I even doing here right now? But you do it. And then, so it was like 62 people, I think. Very small. So it was like mm. a venue that I felt comfortable. I was like, oh, I can call in all the favors and like sell this out. Um, That's great. And I, and I did, I did like three tiers of tickets. So it's like, I mean, my whole goal with the special was just to make my money back. So like, mm. I have... I made probably half back that night and then have since made it back selling it on the website. Mm. But it was, I, I basically, I like basically just called in all the favors to actually sell it out my way. So it could go, yeah. it could go either way because people knew me. So they were super hyped. So if anyone has seen Barry Katz roast my comedy special, then you know, he roasts this huge guy in the front row. Who's taking up like a quarter of the screen He's like, what are you doing there? You can't, you gotta seat people that's gonna look like, it just looked weird. But this guy, he was a former student. He was so excited to be there. He sat front and center. He'd been drinking. So after a lot of the things I was saying, he was like, yeah. Or like, you know, he was like super into it. The audio's not gonna pick it up. Most of the audience isn't gonna pick it up. I can't like tell him to like relax, you know? So that's the other side of it. 
of inviting mm-hmm. everyone and everyone knowing you is that it could be overhyped and they, there may be distractions that way as well. So there's going to be there's going to be hitches regardless of the route you go. But um, you're definitely bringing up a lot of good yeah. things for people to prepare ahead of time to think about. Oh, there was, there was one uh, there was one comic that, that was going to come and support and I had to talk I, and it was so awkward because I had to talk because he has a very weird, loud laugh that there's just no mistake like and and he, and he laughs at some things that other people don't necessarily laugh at and uh I, I i was like hey i'd love for you to come and support but just so i can't i only have one show so if you come you just you can't be that laugh and he's like i, I understand and then he didn't come <laughs> <laughs> of course that's look, a good hey, friend you know that's a, oh, absolutely and he was so yeah. sweet afterwards. He was like, "Hey, how'd it go?" And he's like, "Cause he, you know, he can't help himself. That's just his laugh." Yeah. yeah. But there would be yeah. there would be no mistaking it um, on an audio recording. <laughs> yeah, and Elijah said I watched it. And it was well worth the watch or run in the background. Oh, thank you. Perfect. Yeah, it, yeah, it is. It's definitely funny. I watched it again today. I watched it when it came out, then I watched it again today. It is so funny. Uh, yeah. and very personal, which I, which I always love with a comedian when you're learning a lot about them and just great mm. writing. Uh, it's all with 80, well, you're almost at 82,000 <laughs> views right now. Has anything, I wasn't yeah. even listening. Did you, uh, I said, it's all lies, but I was just, I, Oh, I it's all lies. No, no, it's not. It's not. It's all true. Unfortunately, MIT finance background. I mean, there's a lot of oh. cool, unique things you draw from. Um, but, uh, have you gotten booked off this? Like what's kind of the response? Like 82,000 views, you know, and you're sharing a lot on social media. What kind of, have you got any bookings or like what's kind of come of it? Would you say? Well, there's some bookers that like when it's come up, when I've mentioned it, they've asked me to send them a link and then, Mm -hmm. and then they have booked me. So it's like, was it because of that? Or, you know, that had to have played a, a role in just kind of like, you know, legitimizing myself as, as a professional, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then yeah. there was there's one club, but they haven't booked me yet. But um, they asked for an unedited, you know, 25 minute feature set to book features. And this is a, this is let's just say it's a chain that has multiple clubs. And um, <laughs> I sent them a, I sent them an unedited 62 minutes. And, uh, <laughs> and they emailed they emailed me back, you know, a few days later, um, basically asking me a bunch of questions about my schedule and stuff. So like knock on wood that something comes of that. Um, so there's that, and then you know the the uh, being able to clip it up, and there's you know in in thirty second in- increments, there's probably a third of it on Instagram Reels and YouTube Shorts, and um, getting like, whether that has in- enticed people to watch the whole thing, which helps. I I think that uh, I think that bookers go to your Instagram now before they go to your website. So if they're just it, mm. it gives you know your your Instagram as a comedian to I think it's sort of like your it's basically your resume. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's hard. Like my 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 instinct is that it has helped a lot. Um, just from a credibility standpoint, like there's something you can point to that exists that anyone can go watch, and it's uh, and it's professionally done. Like you know, as opposed to like here's here's my killer five minute tape, which we right. all need to have and we all want to have. Um, but it's like yeah, here's that, and then here's this other thing too, and you don't even have to like. They don't even have to watch it. It's just knowing it exists, I think, gives people com- a little more comfort. Yeah. And I think, like, 
just the fact that you actually have traction on it also, like you said, just mm. is that this is not like, you're not like a, like a, some overnight success. Like, you know what you're doing, like, and you've had traction on this special as well. Right. No, I'm, I'm, yeah. I mean, the fact that 80,000 or 82,000, the fact that 81,976, not that I'm counting people watched it <laughs> is, um, well, it was 68 yeah. when I had it pulled up. So it, it's moving on up as oh, we speak. I, I just made up that number, but, um, it's that hot breath. It, uh, it's a hot breath. Effect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I know. Yeah. It's the nice. thing about YouTube is each video is a, is an asset. So it's like, you create it once and now it lives on the algorithm and it can take off whenever. So like, yeah, like you said, it's kind of gone up and then kind of plateau and then it's like gone up again. Like YouTube's crazy like that. So well, it was interesting. It went up while I was in Florida and I was wondering like, are these people seeing my feature set and then watching, you know, all or part of the special, which is great. Yeah. Because if, if, if I get more work and then that creates like a synergy with them, they watch it. Great. You know? Um, it also was like, it also got my YouTube to monetization so that if I do post something on YouTube now and it were to go viral, I could actually get paid for it, which is great. So, yeah. you know, there's a lot of, and it's, it's wild to look at the data too. Like the analytics of like, you can see, you can go back to like what cities people are in that are watching it. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's pretty wild. Um, Cause if you see some city that's like, just has a, a big viewership, then maybe, maybe you have a fan base there. Yeah. Like maybe you could go there and sell out a black little black box theater or something, you know? Um, yeah. But anyway, so yeah. It's... Recorded it. How long did it take you to put it out? Like the recording all the way to the time yeah. that you it took about three, a little under three months. And um, part of that is the director got COVID. So that knocked him out for a couple of weeks. Um, I, when he told me I had co he had COVID, I thought, oh, he'll get it done faster because he's got to stay at home. But it turned out. It was, <laughs> um, it was the bad kind. <laughs> yeah, I guess the kind where he didn't want to do my special while he was sick. I couldn't believe it. But uh, Hilarious. But it was like a three month turnaround, which, I, you know, isn't is fine. But also, um, you know, I. Not having gone through it before, you know, he sends me a draft. Right. And then I get go back with like 30 pages of notes. Mm -hmm. um, and we did that like four times. And uh, in hindsight, I think I could I could have been more efficient. As we like on the on the iterations. Um, but we you know, we got there. That's awesome. But I also think it just depends on what other projects, whoever's editing it and or directing it. It's just whatever projects they're trying to do simultaneously and what else is going on in their life is going to be the biggest determinant. Like, if he had nothing else to do, he could do it in a couple of weeks. It's not, you know, it's just, you know, they take a little time. For sure. Um, and then I also didn't, you know, I didn't want, I didn't want to release it in the second half of August. It just felt like it's a sleepy time. I was like, at this point, let's just wait till September and uh, release it like after Labor Day or whatever. I don't know if that makes any difference, but. <laughs> Elijah asked, "Did you did you run any ads for like the trailer promoting mm -hmm. it, or did you did you think to do that?" I did. I I did the trailer and like three or four clips, or like the the proper kind of horizontal type videos, and I put them on Facebook and I promoted them. So I had like a little budget in mind of what I was willing to do with that. 
because I talked to a few other people that had put stuff out on YouTube and, uh, and they'd kind of given me, they had done some Facebook ads that had sort of worked. And, um, really? when I, yeah, when I look at the analytics, I'm just get it's like, you, you, it, doesn't, it doesn't say this person was like a f clicked on the Facebook link, but there's a, a sort of other links category. And just if I look at it, my guess is maybe eight to 10,000 views came from those ads. Mm. But also if those ads helped get people to it in those first few weeks, then that helps the algorithm. Sh that makes the algorithm show it to other people too. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. You just want there to be that surge of demand in the first few weeks that makes the computer be like, oh, people like this thing. But people are watching this thing. Let's show it to everybody. Um, because the percentage of people, when you look at how people found it, a very high percentage of it is suggested videos, which means they're watching something else. And my thing and my special is suggested. And then they watch it and they watch it for like an average of 20 to 25 minutes. So that's that's not. Bad oh, that's all. great. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's great for a video that long. And I think most people watch these things in chunks, even if they watch the whole thing. Very few people sit through a whole 60 minute comedy special these days, right? You know? Yeah, they even, I think that was, um, I think Bert Kreischer said that about his Netflix special was he put mm. like his best joke in the middle because yeah. Netflix had said people are bailing at this time. And it was around like the 25 minute mark. So yeah. it's interesting yeah. to see that translate to YouTube as well. Well, and you see like, like, um, Sam Morrill's recent Netflix special was like 40 minutes on the dot. And, um, you know, I think the days of people like, I kind of, it was more of just my ego. I wanted to put out something as close to an hour as I could just to say that I did it and, and right. you know, prove to my, but even like a 30 minute special is if it's funny, people love it. You don't need, mm -hmm. to, it doesn't need to be an hour. If it's 30 minutes and it, and it feels like it's a, like that's the material you want to do and it feels like it's supposed to be that and it it's good great you don't need you know do it that's interesting to do facebook ads for a youtube video did you have like a link in the description or like what was like the did you have it as call to action at yeah. the end of the video like how do you get people to jump ship from facebook well, well what i let me remember how i did this what i did is on my facebook uh how did I do it? I think what I did was on my, on like my Facebook kind of Adam Mueller comedy page, I put the video up and then, um, I would put the link in the comments, I think. And then I would, then I would promote it. Well, I'd sh then I'd go to my like regular page and I'd find it and I'd share it and promote it. And on the promotion, you can steer it to a website and I would just, Oh, and, and like the website action button. Yeah. And that button would take it to and that. That website would be the YouTube would be the YouTube. I think that's how I did it. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. That would make sense then. Some, it was something like that. Um, yeah. That, yeah. I like, I like yeah. recorded mine and then released it and then was like, now what? Like I right. didn't even think that far ahead. So I think that's another thing I would have thought of as well is like, pre-production, production, post-production, post and like, all right, how are you going to market this thing? Like there's- And when, and when you're doing your budget before you even shoot it, allocate yeah. some money to marketing. Yeah, Don't forget I didn't that. think about any of that. Yeah, yeah. So- And my yeah, mar my marketing was just my time on Insta, mm -hmm. like DMing people and then uh, and then the Facebook ads, and that was most of it. Um, 
Yeah. That's what should do. Yeah. Wee. Yeah, so people go watch Adam's special. It is linked in the description. Yeah. yeah. Master class. What does it... Uh, so, should we do some joke feedback, would you say? Let's go. Let's go. Is there... Uh, and Adam, if you need to leave... I know. Oh, I'll hang out. I'm good. just took up the hour. You're good? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm good. My man. Okay. I just want to be respectful. Um, oh, I appreciate it. Um, very nice. Let awesome. me just start rerunning my special in the background again. I keep it on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is there is there any um for someone that listened to this and is like, oh, maybe I want to do this. Mm-hmm. Is there or like, is there any? How did you know you were ready? Or like, what Ooh. what is like the closing advice for someone listening to this that maybe one day wants to produce their own special? Do you have anything to kind of leave them with? Well, the moment, like when I realized, I think I can, I think I can stand up there and tell jokes for an hour was one, you know, a weekend to being in my room. I grew up playing, holding a, holding, holding a mic, staring at the wall with the stopwatch on. And, and I told jokes and the thing got to like an hour and 20 minutes. And I was like, oh, I have enough. Now I just need to figure out like what, what's the order? You know, what don't, what, what do I cut? You know, is there, you know, and then and then there's something about having that flag in the ground. You get like a month in, a couple of weeks in, you just start writing like new stuff and just starts coming to you because you because of the pressure of having to do the hour. So there's mm-hmm. a couple things in there that worked really well. There was there's one thing that was written like three days before that was for the hour that I had never said before. Um, and that that's the uh, that's the Marvel joke. And that thing that popped up, I, I, I was playing your special. That was, so I'm sorry. Oh, nice. Nice. There. Thanks for that. I appreciate the view. You can interrupt us as much as you want. <laughs> <laughs> I realized it played right yeah. in the middle of you talking. Adam's like, I, I was just, I just, yeah. my special for the rest of this hour. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> so I, wanted to put a jo- I wanted to put a joke in where I acknowledge that I'm. this is all one take. The chances, <laughs> of, this, the chances of this working are like, you know. Yeah. So I wrote a joke for that, knowing that I could only try it once. And if it just didn't work, I would just have to cut it, I guess. Yeah. But it, it worked. That's awesome. Yeah, great advice. Yeah, so go watch Adam's special, everyone. And uh, we're going to jump into some joke feedback here. Hot breath. This episode of Hot Breath is sponsored by our Patreon. If any of our content has helped your comedy career, join our Patreon linked in the show notes and get positive comedy karma for life. Probably.